Oh, and I, I he hit on my one girlfriend right in front of me, uh-huh. and I did yell at him for that, and he stopped right away, right in front of me. Okay. So, to me, that was satisfying for him to be like, calm down, you know? So, and I didn't see him do any of the other stuff, too. I can't even believe we yeah, found a guy sure. creepier so, wait, than wait, wait, Ronnie. Wait, changing, By the way, in Stephanie's, in, yeah. in, in Stephanie's you, defense, it was a the Evite clearly said it was a pro groping party. <laughs> right, you did say that in the yeah. invite. Yeah, yep. all right. Sub, subsection two. Yeah, so Stephanie, you had a good yeah. time, but uh, we I, showed. I'm sorry to go at it with Stephanie, Ronnie, but you know when it comes to my girlfriend, you get defensive. Did I say anything? No, I, I mean, Matt, you <laughs> should get defensive. I mean, you know, girlfriend and. You, I think you did the right thing by staying by her side and making sure he didn't do anything wrong to her. I, I mean, this guy is part of Ronnie's you know? perv squad, but, and, uh, <laughs> you know, you should respect that. Do, do they wear special buttons, I'm, or I'm, are they I'm, just this, this guy, the This crowd. guy was at the party... This guy was at the party alone. I'm going to guess he's a single guy. I hope he's listening to today's show and has a moment of introspection, like maybe this is why I don't have a partner right now. Women are creeped out by me. I just hope he's hearing that Well, message. didn't you go through that phase for a while? No. No? And that's all I'm trying to say. Yes, you did. <laughs> well, I, I, mean, I had a period where I didn't have a girlfriend. But why punish his girlfriend? I'm just asking him a question. That's all. He wasn't going around taking pictures of girls' assholes. I didn't say that. Thank did. you. How do you know what he was doing? Oh, I you, wasn't you know doing that. that he was doing that? No, but the, how do you so know how do you he was I don't know. I don't know what they're talking about. My man, what have you done? There's, I have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> they're making up I, accusations. Oh, I had times no, when I didn't have a girlfriend, but I've always right been able to date. He didn't what say a, he ever took pictures. What a creep he was with girls when he was trying to date girls on Tinder. Oh, I said I was 28 when I'm 30. No, that's, that's not, not a what, crime. No, but, that doesn't. People don't go to jail for that. People right, don't listen, end up in the New York Post for doing that. I'm not getting into this. <laughs> Got into it. But there really no, was nothing that Mehmet did. What was something that Mehmet did that was creepy? Oh, you know something? No, I don't know anything. I know nothing. I know All that. All of a sudden, I'm up against <laughs> the fucking wall Finally. for a fucking party that will never happen again. What did you oh, say? This will no. never happen wait, again. Wait, no, no, no. This no, will I told never you. fucking I told happen you. again. Good. Because when you get on the air with this shit, everybody's, oh, we had First such a great fucking time, and now it's a whole fucking deal. <laughs> See, now it's a, a whole fucking wait deal. A now it's not a good second. time. No, no, I, I, you know first thing I said when I sat down, I said, I want to make it clear. I told I had you, a good you time. fucking asshole, Stephanie, that not to do these fucking parties. Did Wait. I tell you? Oh, boy. <laughs> See, asshole and I even told, I told her way. not to do this fucking party. <laughs> By the now way, a hundred fucking times I told her, no fucking party. So why'd you do it? Because she wanted yeah. it. Go to work, all right? Hang up the phone and go to work. Oh, boy. Wow. See, now I feel bad. I don't know what to fucking do. Because you know what? This fucking place turns everything to, into shit all the time. Everybody had a great time until I fucking we did. get in here. No, no, no. And Ava, I, I wish J- Jason. Where are you going? I got a guest to worry. Oh, no, now you're on fire. Get him back here. <laughs> Someone else will get the guest. This is good. Oh, my God. He's screaming so all the way out the door. He told you not to have the party, Stephanie. There will be no dick for Stephanie tonight. You're probably not going to get the dildo tonight. Or no dildo. No dick. We all had a great time. There was one guy there yes. being an asshole. That's can, it. Can Jason chime in? When we were talking about the all party right, yesterday. All right, Ronnie's old, but that is. I'm locking up the cock rings. I told Jason I didn't even need to bring this all up, right, that I had a good right. time. Other people were talking about this guy. <laughs> no pegging me in the ass tonight, Stephanie. What What did I do wrong you're not this gonna morning? Let, you're, not gonna let, you're not going to let Stephanie peg you tonight? No 
fucking way. And my jizz is staying in my saggy balls. All right. Well, no saggy, no saggy, no saggy for jizz you. shots. No toys up my shit pipe. This show has a way of ruining the party. <laughs> it does. In retrospect, it was a terrible part. Yeah. In <laughs> retrospect, now that we're reviewing it, there's a lot of bad stuff going on. <laughs> Brent's crashing through the door. <laughs> that was at the end. Right, right. Do you have a ruined door, Stephanie? <laughs> I feel bad now. I I had Don't a great bad. fucking time. Uh, I love Ronnie. I seriously Stephanie, do. Stephanie, is Ronnie going to come home all bent out of shape now? Do you have to deal with the aftermath? I might have to. I don't know. But thank God I have like 10 hours worth to go home. Right. <laughs> What, what's, I, what is it, Jason? So, uh, first of all, sorry, Stephanie. So first of all, yes, Mehmet has said many, many times off the air and on the air that he had an amazing time at the party. Yes. Ronnie, oh, Stephanie, watch out. Ronnie walked out of here, the door closed behind him, and he uh-huh. screamed on the top of his lungs to nobody, I'm never having a fucking party again. <laughs> Fuck all you guys. Fuck you. And he just stormed down. <laughs> it was a very successful hashtag me to barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> No more party. <laughs> He'll have another one. That's the thing. Though. Yeah, of he course. He always has a good time at him, and he makes I don't, me stink every single time. I don't understand where it went wrong. I mean, I just... <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Because this show ruins everything. <laughs> That's the purpose of it, my man. Stephanie, we had a nice time. I want to thank you. It was just that one guy. I, I don't know what else to say. And yes, I'm defensive of my girlfriend. Too bad Ronnie had to go down and get Orlando Bloom. He was, I know. He was just getting worked up. We, actually, Howard, we actually told him we had it covered. But he was just so angry. No, he had to get out of here. Uh, well, <laughs> is he safe to be with Orlando Bloom yeah, right now? Yeah, he'll be fine. I, I yeah. just, I love this, this creep at the party. Will he be there next year? <laughs> He's a star. I want to hire that guy. <laughs> I mean, maybe, yeah. <laughs> if All the right. party goes away because of me, I will feel really fucking bad. It's not bad. going away, Stephanie. The party's not going away, is it? No, no. We we could do another one next year. He loves having them. He just. You know, this is Ronnie. He so. gets upset. Right? So how do what? Like he just he blew up upset. out of nowhere. It was kind of cool. <laughs> hey, Orlando Bloom, get on the fucking elevator, you motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie, go to work. <laughs> but Matt, you're all right, pal. Come on, now you're. I just feel bad because, like I said, I really love Ronnie. I, I, <laughs> all I right, love we the party. But dude, Shit. You, you didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, why do you feel bad? Why yeah. do you feel bad? Because now you know. I, I even said yesterday, I was like, I know this one guy was creepy, but I don't think it doesn't need to be a big thing. I'll take the hit on this. I'll tell, I'll convince Ronnie that it's my fault but, for stirring up shit. But see, and everybody else right? had a good time. And everyone, and that you had a good if time. If he calls okay? down and puts it. himself in my shoes, he'll realize, you know, I was just doing right. what any guy would do. And Hulk, gl- Hulk is on the phone. He wants to, he wants to defend Ronnie in this. So, oh, yeah. yeah let, Hulk, hi. And by the way, let's be fair to Ronnie's friend. He, he wasn't rapey. He just was... Pervy. Wildly pervy. inappropriate. According to these guys. According to Stephanie, that's just yeah. him. You know, so it's all... It's Wait, all why is that just him an excuse? I'm just saying I'm trying to get wind this down, Benji. I don't need you fucking winding it up again. Uh. A little drunk, and he was just hitting on all the girls. That's all. So hitting on is one thing. All right, all right. Well, you hit your way; he hits his way. Ronnie, yeah. according to Ronnie, it was a great party. It was. There was no problem. Everybody had a good time. And you should have gone to him. All right. Everybody had a good time. All right, it Stephanie. 
All right. Probably you're probably not going to get that treat known as Ronnie's cock tonight. <laughs> it's staying in my pants. Okay. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, Did Ronnie make love to you after the party? Uh, no, we were both a little, little wasted, but the next day. Next day good. he banged you. Uh, nice. Yes, very good. <laughs> really? Yeah. Jeez. It was, it was nice. I know. Amazing at In his age. In the morning or later? Uh, the next the next evening. Yeah. Uh, with my cold okay. and everything. I know. Right. Yeah. Ronnie uh, gave it to you hard. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. How about the uh, rapey guy? Did I know. You... <laughs> okay. Thank you. Uh... I don't know what happened to him. <laughs> I shot my own tears on the tits. We don't know if he got tits. any or not. Uh, thank you, Stephanie. <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, you're going to have angry Ronnie when you get home, but we'll see. And I he wasn't might even be calm by then. He, he might calm down. I'll calm him down in the car. I, I wasn't even going to mention that guy. Other people around here were talking about uh, it. So what am I supposed right. to do? But, I'm, but, I'm, but I'm, glad you did. I'm glad you did because it made sense with what Caitlin was telling uh, thank me. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, Brent. Thank you. By the way, Brent, I'm not done with you. Okay. <laughs> Michael Rappaport is on a... He fucking hates you. Now. Wow. No, I hate him, too. He's like uh, every bully that's ever been in high school. Did you hear his latest? He started calling Sal about Brent. Michael Rappaport did. Uh-huh. And um, I don't know, Brent. This guy's on fire with you. Yeah, well, we'll see. When, when he couldn't get a hold of Sal, so he started leaving voicemails. Voicemails, about and he was FaceTiming Shuli. He was very upset after uh, uh, arguing with me on the air. Sal, you fuck. You really just won't answer my phone call, huh? I, I want to clarify a couple of things about this fucking dog, Brent. He's the plus one in the swingers club. They just want to have a go at his wife. Any fucking dog, dirty rat, pig guy will go into a swingers club. The wife is the valuable commodity, Brent. You're not understanding any of this. None of it. Bald Brent. Uh, I lost 50 pounds. No one cares. No, you, no, how, no matter how you slice it, he's a fucking vile, repulsive, lipless, chinless freak. I don't want to fucking hear it anymore, Sal. And the fact that you don't answer the phone when I call... You could go fuck yourself too, you pizzeria mm. cocksucker! You Sal Sal couldn't answer the phone. He was masturbating, <laughs> so he's got it in for you. He's the wow. biggest fucking pussy on the planet, His and I'm not kidding around. This is this is no bullshit. This what is no do you joke. Mean by that, oh, because because this here's what he does when he gets on the air with me. And he gets his ass whooped. Then he calls Sal. He tries to FaceTime with Shuli. Why weren't you there to help me out? Oh. Running up under everybody's skirt. And he he and he won't come. He was supposed to be here live for the fantasy football draft. He won't be here and be in a room with me and talk that shit. Right, right. Because he's a big fucking pussy. And he's a guy that goes around and tries to be loud and bully everybody. I've seen these guys my whole fucking life. Right, right. The, he's that guy. I and see. he's that guy. And then he's that guy that in high school that would talk shit and run when the bell rang. <laughs> <laughs> he's that guy. Wow. Oh, my. Um, then Rappaport wrote a song about Brent. Oh, yeah? Did you hear this? No, I haven't heard it. I, yeah. I purposely oh, waited to hear this one. Like, he's focused on you, like, forget about it. I'm renting space in his head all day fucking Yeah, long. you <laughs> sure are. Listen to this song. This is Michael Rappaport. Brent, this is for you, you fucking dog-faced pig. Brent's ugly. He's bold and chubby. Brent's gross and ugly. His wife should fuck me. Oh! 
Brent thinks he's a seven, he thinks he's Brad Pitt. He's a bald albino sack of shit. Crappy tattoos all over his skin. It's no wonder his wife likes to swing. Creepy stories from a creepy kook. When he opens his mouth, I want to puke. Vile, creepy, repulsive, gross. He looks like Don Rickles, fuck the ghost. Brent's ugly. He's bald and chubby. Brent's gross and ugly. His wife should fuck me. Go back to Tampa, Igor. Nobody wants to see you. You're like a fucking extra piece of carry-on luggage, motherfucker. I mean, he put a lot of time in on that. I mean, he, yeah, yeah, he has to do that. He has to think about it and record it, because when it's me versus him face-to-face, he loses every right, fucking right, time. Right, right, right. And that's some of the shittiest, white, whitest rapping I've ever fucking heard. That's terrible. <laughs> Although the line, that he looks like Don Rickles fucked a ghost, was pretty good. <laughs> somebody, wrote somebody wrote that for him. Somebody wrote that for him. There's no way he wrote that himself. He's too much of an idiot. <laughs> Isn't he a busy actor? How does he have time for this? <laughs> he, he has time for nonsense all fucking day. Yeah. Like, he, he sits around and does not... He was complaining. We were you know, drafting for fantasy football last, last week. He was complaining. I got stuff to do. And we were like, well, what do you have to do? You're not working right now. What, you got nothing to do. He was sitting there doing nothing. That's why he has all day for fantasy football. He's got it in for you. Well, he's got the wrong cat. Did you hear the guys took your... Uh, remember you were talking about how you like to smell your wife's sweaty beef? Yeah. They took that tape and they called that Donna Corleone show. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Brent got into the biggest fight with Donna Corleone. You got to hear this. Hey, I'm going to play it for you right now. Black bitches still got well, still have an issue with it because it's a girl singing about it, even though it's some niggas on there. But it's Beyonce's song, you know? 775, you on the Donna Coleon show. Did you mean to push one? Hey, uh, can I smell your sweaty beef? My sweaty who? Beef. <laughs> what the fuck? I love the beaver. <laughs> By what again? My sweaty what? Beef. <laughs> What the fuck is that? The beaver. <laughs> and what do you call it? And what the fuck do you call it? Beef. <laughs> <laughs> smell my sweaty balls. Yeah. I'm I love all your smells. Well, hey. All the natural smells. I love it. Okay. Well, you know, you need to find someone that has that. I'm sexually turned on by all this stuff. Okay. Good for you. All right, I'm about to put your retarded ass on mute now, sir. Oh, gosh. Uh, hey, you look like you got some friends that's joining you. 813, you're on the Don Nicoleon show. Now, listen, that guy is exactly the reason I don't have any white friends. I, I don't know who that guy is. Shut up, you square. And I'm white, and I don't have white friends. Douchebag. I mean, you're a shitbird. I'm sure he's got a lot of time to kill. I'm going to heavy metal concerts and orgies. What are you doing with your life? Okay, you it, shut up, first You caller. don't have the balls and you're not cool enough to go to a swingers club, you fucking you loser. Up, um, a sweaty beef guy. You be quiet. I need it. In wrestling it. terms, I'll respond to your deal. You can take your deal, uh, turn hey, it sideways, uh, hey. shine it up, and shove it up your ass. No, you're not. You're going to fucking hang up from my show, okay? I need somewhere fun to stick it. Don't you understand that? No, this is a G-rated show. This is a G-rated show, okay? Have some decor. Hey, uh, can I smell your sweaty no, beef? No, you're not. You're, no. Beef. No, yes, you are. You're going to hang up. Make me, pussy. Okay, listen now. The moment you come at me, motherfucker, the tsunami is coming out. It's going to drown your fucking ass. You're soft. Oh, hold on now. God damn it. Wait now. You're a little too goddamn heavy, heavy-handed with this shit, ain't you, player? You've never played a sport in your life. Oh, really? English, motherfucker. Do you speak it? Yo, hold on now, motherfucker. You were in on in the, in the joke what? between your parents. What? Well, you know, you want a war with me? You will fucking lose. Hey, uh, can I smell your sweaty beef? No, I don't play with that. No, that no, I will kill you. I love all your smells. 
Shut the fuck up, because I don't play that shit. All your natural smells, I love it. Watch your goddamn mouth. Watch your thoughts. Super Watch sweet. every fucking thing. Hey, uh, can I you smell your sweaty beat? Son of a bitch! <laughs> what the fuck just happened here? Man, if I get some man groupies, man, I'm going to fuck all you niggas backstage in my dressing room. I'm telling you. You motherfuckers going to be on the hashtag me too. I'm oh, telling Michael. you. I got to show my sweaty bee to this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> sweaty bee. Oh, How great is that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Maria in Canada. You're on the air. Hi, I, Howard. Uh, <laughs> I just died laughing at that last segment with Ronnie. I mean, it was just absolutely fantastic driving into work and just laughing hysterically at it. He cannot retire. No one can retire. Can I tell you something, Robin? Uh, yes. That was weird, Ronnie. Angry Ronnie is the best Ronnie, but uh -huh. it was weird. Like, he turned on a dime. He was having a good time. It was like slowly I turned. Somebody yeah. hit a button. Somebody hit a button, and then all of a sudden he went, Fucking asshole, Stephanie, I told you, no fucking party, <laughs> fuck you, no, be no more fucking party, this fucking show ruins, and then he stormed out, I mean, was that the greatest Ronnie ever, bit ever? Yeah. nuclear Ronnie, they yeah. call him? I would love a hear, to hear a replay. Yeah! Me too. I'd even like to hear the Ronnie puppet, though. <laughs> Fred, I mean, wasn't it, what would happen right there? I saw you! That's the last fucking party you're ever gonna have, Stephanie! Go fuck yourself! Did I, I told you, don't have the party! But no! You had to have a party! You had to have a party! Last time my cock is going in your twat! Nuclear Ronnie, meltdown yeah, month. Yeah, it was like, the show ruins everything! Yeah! Yeah! Yeah, yeah you ruined everything, Stephanie! Remember? This, show, this show gave my life. You better fuck up and But not Rapey Rob. Rapey Rob's still okay in me. Gee whiz. Man, what what happened, Robin? You're a good uh, psychologist. I didn't see it. I was so I focused it. on... All of a sudden, I just heard him yelling, and I turned back. So I don't know exactly when he went nuclear. What goes on in Ronnie's head, I wonder? Like, some little voice, like, was talking to him during that, and then he went nuclear. Yeah. Let's see. I'm feeling very guilty. Right, he'll be back up in about three or four minutes if you want to get him back in. All right. I'll, um... I'll take a break. Maybe we can even get a replay on that. Yeah, because that was <laughs> awesome. All right, good. All right, well, well, let me take a break. We'll be back right after these words. Thank you, uh, Maria. I'll find out Thank from you. Ronnie what happened. All right, later. What up, man? What? got a bit of a musical note for you for those of you who uh love the app and you're enjoying that and you do have the app if you have a subscription to sirius xm so there was a band that um i didn't i really wasn't that familiar with it's an all women band it's called bones uk the reason they're called bones uk yes because there was a bones i guess in the usa so they named themselves bones uk and um there's three women there's a female drummer who's awesome, and then the two women uh, up front, one's a, but they both play guitars. Like, you know, Cream was a three-piece band, and these ladies rock. No I bass, mean, just guitars? Well, yeah, well, uh, does anybody play the bass? No, I mean, yeah, well, I mean, they they, they somehow cover that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, they did a live performance up here in our studio. They did two songs. They did I'm Afraid of Americans, the David Bowie classic, which I think is maybe among David Bowie's best songs. And then the uh, then the ladies played um, 
a great song that they wrote. Girls can't play guitar. Hmm. They got uh, bashed by some guy who was saying, you know, you're a pretty good band, but girls can't, can't play. Like physically, girls can't play better than men. So they wrote a song about it. And I got to say, I watched these two performances on the app. It's up there now, if you'd like. First of all, they're very good to look at. They just put on a great live performance. And uh, they're mesmerizing. What can I say? I, I really I really want you to go look at this. Bones UK. This is just a little bit of what they were doing. Very physical when they play the guitars. They're, they're like all over the studio. It just was a great performance. The drummer's a man? I didn't know that. I couldn't tell. Well, now make up your mind. Is it all no, women? No, I, I thought it was. I thought I thought the drummer was a woman. I wasn't making a joke. I'm a little bit embarrassed. What, uh, Gary? You know that? <clears throat> now I've got to look. <clears throat> That's weird. That I thought that the yeah, it's a man. I guess. Oh wow! I didn't I thought know it was a woman. What? What? I thought it was a woman too. Yeah, I didn't know that. I wasn't trying to be funny. I mean, I just. Assumed it with three women, but they're they're awesome. I was laying a compliment on the drummer because the drummer's really good. And, this woman uh, drummer is awesome, is what you said. I did. I because <laughs> I, I thought it was three women. The drummer, you saw them and you thought it was three women. Yeah, I did. <laughs> the drummer, wow. <laughs> I was very taken with um, the lead singer and the. Uh, and the guitar player, the other guitar player. You didn't have fantasies about the drummers. No, now what you would no, admit. I, no, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> the drummer's name is Heavy. Heavy. But anyway, they were terrific. And I really want you to go on the app and take a look at them. Bones UK. I mean, they, they are just great performers to watch. I'd go see them in a concert in a flash. And I don't go to concerts, right, I was going to say, how are they going to get you there, though? No, I'll, I'll share an Uber with Benjamin. Well, I I don't know. I can't see anybody on drums. Girls can't play guitar. Well, just go on the app. You'll see it. Yeah, but I was just looking oh. for a picture here. Just so I can see what you're I mean, their their guitar work is incredible, which is great. Anyway, they're called play guitar. They're Bones UK. Check them out. I think you'll like them. I'm afraid of Americans and girls can't play guitar recorded here in our studio. It's in the Howard Stern section of the SiriusXM app, and we're constantly, you know, refreshing and putting up new things up there, Robin, and uh, everybody is uh, having a good time with the app, uh, at least judging from the fan feedback we get. In the middle of Ronnie's meltdown. Ronnie back. Gary. Uh, yeah, I heard him chirping at Yes, but I don't know yeah. if he's going to come in. Yeah, he's too He's too heavy and hot. I know. Still very upset. I want to hear the meltdown again. Because it went from zero to 60. It went like... 
Yeah, I mean, he was fine. We were all laughing. And he went into a meltdown. It was pretty cool. I know all that. All of a sudden, I'm up against <laughs> the fucking wall. Finally. For a fucking party that will never happen again. What did you oh, say? This will no. never happen wait, again. Wait, no, no, no. This no, will I told never you. fucking I happen again. Good. Because when you get on the air with this shit, everybody's, oh, we had First such a great fucking time, and now it's a whole fucking deal. <laughs> See, now it's a, a whole fucking wait deal. A now it's not a good second. time. I told I had a you, you time. fucking asshole, Stephanie, that not to do these fucking parties. Did Wait. I tell you? Oh, boy. <laughs> See, and I even told, I told her the way. not to do this fucking party. <laughs> By now the way, a hundred fucking times I told her. No fucking party. So why'd you do it? Because she wanted yeah. it. Go to work, all right? Hang up the phone and go to work. Oh, boy. Wow. See, now I feel bad. I don't know what to fucking do. Because you know what? This fucking place turns everything to, into shit all the time. Everybody had a great time until I fucking we did. get in here. No, no, no. And I, Ava, I wish, J- Jason. Where are you going? I got a guest to worry Oh, no, now you're on fire. Get her back here. Someone else will get the guest. This is good. Wow. It was awesome. That's the best. He was all Jack. Best he's ever done. Yeah. That was his best appearance. <laughs> Isn't he too old for that level of anger? Like, <laughs> like I don't even have that much energy to, to, to like, get that angry. Oh, my goodness. Fucking asshole, Stephanie. Go clean the kitchen. Go to work. Go deworm a dog. My salamander tattoo is steaming mad. I just burst a liver spot. Ah! <laughs> That's that. it. No more parties. No more parties, asshole, Stephanie. <laughs> you think it's all that horny goat weed? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I think it makes him. It made me mad. <laughs> 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 What up, Woody? Woody in Illinois, and then then we'll see you. Hey, or- here's the thing, hey, Howard. Hey, everybody. Hey. I want to fucking. I wish you guys would get Ronnie back in the fucking studio because he has no fucking right to be angry. Period about anything in his life, and he especially doesn't have any fucking right to yell at Stephanie that way. I mean, I am fucking fired up. I was having a great time listening to that segment, and then fucking when he started yelling at Stephanie about going to work, man, it's like <laughs> he, he had enough. He has a great fucking gig with you. He is a beautiful wife, half his fucking age. Where is that anger coming from? I, I'm not an angry person, but when somebody... All right, Ronnie, we'll come back in real quick because Orlando Bloom is here, and he's yes. a real movie star. He's not going to put up with this. Uh, but real, Ronnie, you want to make a statement about your anger? I think you, you, I think you uh, freaked out. Are you okay? Yeah, are you okay? That's a good question. Thank I'm you, Ronnie. I'm fine. What? I'm fine. <laughs> you didn't sound fine. That was your best fine. appearance ever, man. No, it's not. And then you yes, walked it out. Was. Yeah, it was. No, although, it's not. although when they hypnotized you to be a pretty girl, that was pretty. That good. That was pretty good. But this was awesome. But you look wall. woozy, like you. I um, wasn't woozy. I went downstairs and I got our guest and did what I had to do. Uh, we're trying to guess. Who are you angry at? Are you angry at me for having the show? Are you angry? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm angry just in general because I didn't want to do this party. Right. And. I know I shouldn't have done it now. When did it all go bad? Because we were having a good time. Yeah. We were having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. No, we weren't. Every every little fucking thing was starting to be like, oh, well, now it wasn't such a great party. Oh, because this happened. Oh, because that happened. Meanwhile, everybody to your face, they tell you what a great time they had. But they all say they did. If they were so insulted that you say the girls were insulted because I was saying, take your tops off. Right. As a joke. Yeah. Why did they get up and leave? Howard, Howard, Ronnie, because I know you're upset about this. The women 
Never said they were insulted. Well, that's what somebody said. I, am, I said it. Yeah, was that's right. You said it. So I said it. it. Where no, did no, it come from? They're saying from now me. that they weren't uh, insulted. They, they say they weren't they were insulted. insulted. That's not the way you came across I, with it, dude. You came across. You never said what they said. I, you came I just said you, I heard you. you I heard you yelled, "Show us your tits," and I said that's and, not appropriate. And, and, no, you said the girls were freaked out. And it, it was inappropriate. Uh, well, that was just to get you going. Oh, you I got me know. going on. Good. 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 Yeah, well, I then, think he had that in his head. Yeah, you, you go listen so, to if, the tape. If they were so insulted, they should have walked I out. I don't know. If they're they insulted. I'm insulted. insulted. They're not upset. I'm insulted. And the same goes for Mehmet. If he wasn't happy with the party and his girlfriend was... What do you care? What do you care? But what do you care if, it, if 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 someone liked the party or not? You had a great time. You had a good no, time. No, because I put a lot of work into the party. I yeah. spent a lot of fucking money on the party <laughs> yeah. for everybody to have a good time. So if and they did, why are you angry? And everybody's telling me what a great time they had the next day, and they get in here and they're finding picking shit to pick apart. How much? Um, how much did you spend on the party? About twenty five hundred dollars. Wow. Really? Wow. <laughs> And now you're all between upset. the food and the DJ. The so whole you thing. spent twenty five hundred dollars uh, to be miserable. <laughs> yeah, That's well, obviously now, yeah, yeah. I wasn't miserable that day, but now I am. It'll oh, never, don't worry, you'll be more miserable. It'll never happen again. If Orlando oh, Bloom, come on. If Orlando Bloom, Stephanie says it'll happen next year yeah, anyway. Yeah, well, she said there's going to be maybe with her next husband. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have a heart attack. I'm not having a heart attack. <laughs> if you don't like the word tits, don't show up at my party. What was that? <laughs> what? Ronnie, I... You don't have shit to be miserable about. Oh, what do you know, dude? Dude, fuck you. You, you fly off the handle in two seconds. You have no, no, I didn't fly off the handle in two seconds. I sat here and listened to the whole thing. Then I flew off the handle. You get so you get so worked up. Where is that anger coming from? Why are you holding on to that? Just yeah. waiting to unleash it. What yeah, are you dude. a psychiatrist you, now? You need the psychiatrist, man. Yeah. You're no, too angry just, over this. I mean, honestly, where is that coming from? I, I want answers. Because you want answers? The answer is when people look you in the face and tell you what a great time they had, and then they get here and they get on the air, and all of a sudden that a party sucked. They didn't but say it. Like, they didn't like say it. They don't have to say it, dude. It comes out in different ways. I think you're misinterpreting. No, that. yeah, well, yeah, you don't yeah, understand okay. a lot. No, I, think I don't you, know. Yeah, you're I'm, missing something. Yeah, I'm that <laughs> fucking stupid. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. No one said the party sucked. Who no, said the party sucked? Everybody said they love the party. They didn't, Lamette didn't to, say that. They didn't yeah. He but said, that, I had a great time. I had a great time. I had an incident with a guy. Brent had a great time, but. No, this he one said had he had a great, great time. time, but. Well, maybe you shouldn't throw the party. You can't exactly. handle it, dude. No, I'm not. Believe me. How oh, do you think come I. On. After the Christmas party, you don't see me fly off the handle. There's always incidents at the Christmas party, but I still throw it. Yeah, you throw it, and then you rip everybody apart. That's right. Yeah. So what? <laughs> Yeah, what do you care? And I'm usually the first one to get that's ripped right. apart. You're damn right. Yeah. You take it. Yeah. Well, that's why I wasn't there last year. <laughs> oh, is that oh, why is you that didn't right? come? Oh. You finally spessing no. up? I you won't let me no, sing tits. I, 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 I was not here. <laughs> All right. I got to get to Orlando. I know. I'll He's take a nice this guy, up with you man. later. He's a nice guy. He's a real nice guy. Right. Is he one of your new friends? Yeah, he's a new buddy of mine. Is right. he going to be at the party next year? No, I'm year? just having a party with him. Me and him are going to Orlando have a party. Bloom would have a good time at that. Me, Orlando, <laughs> and Rapey Rob. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Calm down over there. You're but, getting too fucking but, worked up. But, yeah, I'm not getting worked up. Stephanie says you're having the party next yeah, year. Yeah, good for her. Stephanie you put my ring back in the derby hat. have the party next year uh -huh. anyway. No, I didn't. I haven't had it in three years. Yeah, she says it's going down next year. Yeah, good. She's looking forward to the party. Yeah, where well, she can have it with Rob the Rapist. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> what did you 
Hey, I got to go. What? What? Is this guy on the phone, though? What is his problem? His problem is with you. He said you got a great life because of yeah, this show. Be a little appreciative. I, I was appreciative. Why do you think I threw the party? I don't know. I don't need to tell I you to throw so I, I, wanted every, I wanted everybody to have a good time. Yeah. Well, according to you, you didn't even want to have the party. No, I didn't. Stephanie Because I know it. why. But you what? didn't. What? Because it turns out into this shit. Yeah, but a lot of people had yeah, a good I, time. I, yeah, okay. We weren't even there. Yeah, I didn't go. Yeah, yeah, I know. I wasn't invited. No. That's right. So, And you didn't RSVP. That's right. So what do you care what we think? You're too busy. What do you care what we think? Then why bring it up? <laughs> we got to bring it up. So fucking why? angry, dude. I'm going to talk to Orlando Bloom. There's a guy who's got, he's happy. Yeah. I don't think he could blow up like that. Oh, I Not mean, even for a party. Right, listen, everybody's got their shit in their mind that they could blow Not up. Not Orlando Bloom. Man. Okay. I party His life's too guy. good. Yeah. All right. He's he got nothing to be angry about. <laughs> All right. Fucking guy's been in the He doesn't even know what you're displaying here. He's like, what the heck yeah. is that guy Orlando doing? Orlando Bloom, is this guy a human? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I don't want to. Uh, <laughs> you just go calm down. I'm okay? fine. All right. We'll I check in fi- on you I later. I am fine. Take a chill pill. I right. took a chill Take pill. Take some so- horny goat weed. <laughs> Listen, I went, I went downstairs with Steve Brindano on that. I chilled right out. All out. right. All right. We're gonna we'll talk to you later. Yeah. Uh, Orlando Bloom, big movie star, got a new project out that I'm watching, Carnival Row. He's going to be in here in a couple of minutes. Let him go collect himself after what he just heard oh Ronnie do. Oh my doing. goodness! I don't know if he wants to come in. He might have left. Safe out there. <laughs> We'll be back right after this. There you go. Game show host, Wink Martindale. Hey, Wink. On today's show, Howard welcomes Hollywood heartthrob Orlando Bloom. Yeah. I think I smell a bromance. Yeah, I got a bromance with Orlando Bloom. Who is that guy? That's Wink Martindale. What's the matter with you? (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? How dare you? (laughs) Wow, what an eventful morning. Mm. I hope Orlando. I'm exhausted. I hope Orlando didn't hear that That horrible tirade. tirade by Ronnie. Yeah. Yeah. I heard he was listening to the whole thing and was laughing at ass <laughs> off of Ronnie. Everybody loves Ronnie. Maybe Ronnie can't retire. Maybe he needs to just stay on the show. Uh, what's he going to do if he retires? Right. No Who's parties. Who's going to irritate him <laughs> and aggravate him? Orlando Bloom, big deal actor. This guy, at a young age, really uh, hit it big when he uh, did Lord of the Rings. Let me see this guy. I haven't seen him since that party. Look at you, you good-looking man. There's your best friend. There's my buddy. I really <laughs> fell for you hard. <laughs> and then what happened? He dumped you. You dumped for me. each other. Why didn't you ever reach out to me, man? We had a night. <laughs> no, didn't we bond don't that say night? That. We so bonded. We kind of did. I was so excited to see you. I was yeah. like, wow. Yeah, you don't have to just come time. here to see him. We got deep real quick. I yeah. heard. That's he what it was. talked about it for weeks. Yeah. I don't. That's do... how I roll, though. See, Orlando, I don't do well at parties, and when you befriended me, I became. <laughs> One of the cool guys at the party. Did you notice? Oh, please. <laughs> Did you see what happened? Oh, please. See how people, the way. people accepted me. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you were interviewing Ronnie. Orlando, maybe you can answer the question. Is yeah. it, Ronnie, um, the issue came up. Is it inappropriate to be at a party and <laughs> sing... Um, Karaoke, it's raining tits, <laughs> and then yell at the women to show them, to pull off their tops and show them your tits. Is that wrong in this I, Me Too era? In this Me Too era, in this day and age. Ronnie says it's not wrong. He didn't lay his hands on it. It was a joke. It's it was a, a joke. generational <laughs> thing. It's it a generational it thing. It if it you is. don't get it, you, then you shouldn't be at the party probably. That's probably, you shouldn't right? host you the shouldn't, party. You shouldn't be at that party. How you been, man? Yeah, I'm really, I'm doing really well. Thanks for asking. I'm like, I'm excited about Carnival Row. It's so nice I, to have. Did I you st- see any of it? Yeah, I sure did. I cool. started watching it. And at first I start watching it because, you know, it's like, at first I'm like, am I going to watch this whole thing? And then 20 minutes I'm hooked. 
I'm so, good. So then I'm now uh, on the third episode. My fucking Apple TV cranks out. That's a total bomb because that's, <laughs> oh, no. that's how I get Amazon. Right. So now I'm back. So I'm back in it. Uh, it's fabulous. fabulous. Oh, I'm so glad you yeah, like yeah, yeah. We, we had it. Yeah, we had a fun time. It wasn't an easy... Easy shoot, but we got there. None know. of your shoots are easy, right? <laughs> I mean, aren't you always be. breaking your body? And, uh... <laughs> I'm usually doing something where I get hurt. When you were doing, when did you break your back the first time? Um, well, I've only broken it once, and that was when I was um, 20 in London. Yeah, what happened? You were doing like a daredevil thing. Like you weren't even like a, a well-known actor at that point. No, I was at drama school. <clears throat> yeah. And, and I had... I had a couple of um, girlfriends who moved into an apartment in Chepstow Villas, which is in Notting Hill. That sort of, you know, where they made the movie and all that. So a couple of girlfriends. Well, there were two girls, no friends. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but you weren't having sex with both of them. <laughs> no, no, no. See, that's the life I imagine. You're having. <laughs> I know. I yeah. know. You're the best looking does. guy I ever met. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I don't I know anybody. And you have the smoothest me. voice I've ever heard. <laughs> we love you. each other. I do, man. Um, I uh, and anyway, I was so they had an apartment, and on the landing below that fourth floor apartment was um a door that was that needed to be kicked in from the outside so that they could go and use their roof terrace they right. said we got this roof terrace, but we can't open the door i was like oh i said it just needs to be kicked up from the anyway i walked into their apartment beautiful apartment on the fourth floor looked out the window and i was like oh there's the roof the roof terrace it was like if i'm here the step there i could have just sort of got out the window and spider-man across and just jumped but instead i saw this piece of metal running down the wall and i thought oh i'll just grab that and shimmy across kind of thing not even thinking about anything. So you're a real man. I would, never, I would never even consider doing that. Is that a real man or is that just somebody who's just like, doesn't, doesn't well, have a proper it, frame of reference for well, his yeah, life? It's like almost like you don't have fear. Right. Like you fearless, just, yeah, yeah. Fearless. <clears throat> and you fell? And I landed on a balcony. You know, in England, they have those like, uh, spikes you know like the like the yeah. spear type spikes around like, so there was like a balcony with those railings and an old washing machine and i landed plumb between the balcony railings and the old washing machine and i was just there right on your back yeah i think it's weird i must have done some flip um because my head yeah right on my back when you break your back like that and mm. now you're in drama school you have dreams of becoming an actor having mm. a career in show business mm. and all these dreams and mm. you break your back mm. like that they told you in the hospital mm. you would never probably walk again mm. for about four days yeah mm. and and your first question to the doctor was would i be able to fuck again right i mean that was the, <laughs> that was the only thing you were worried about <laughs> yeah. is it gonna work down there and what did he say did he say i don't know uh yeah Wow. There's a lot of, there's a lot of not knowing of anything really. But I had this thing where I was like, that's, I just was like, that's not my life. This isn't, that's not the life I'm going to live. And I really, I, I don't know. I, I, my mom was like, I'm going to buy you a puppy. I'd always wanted a dog as a kid. I had a dog and she'd give it or whatever. I had it. I love dogs. And she was like, I'm going to get you a puppy. And I'm like, what, the, what am I going to do with a puppy if I'm in a wheelchair? Although I knew that wasn't going to be, I don't know, somehow. Somehow you focused and said, I am not ending up the rest of my life in a wheelchair. Yeah, and but I mean, lucky. listen, I was very lucky because it's like, and by the way, that wouldn't necessarily save me, but I was millimeters away from severing my spinal cord. Oh but my actually God. what I did was I compressed it and sort of, and that's why there was no movement in my legs. And, and then after that accident, <clears throat> after you got your movement back, after a couple of months, you get Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I mean, a couple of months, about eight, but yeah. Eight months. I was, uh, I was, I was, I was 20, yeah. I did actually, it wasn't, it was, I did my whole third year of drama school in a back brace. 
So I was on stage and they had to reframe the costume so that I was sitting in a back brace and they, and they, and they put the costume on top. But like I was kind of, but it's interesting. I had a teacher at school who said, you know, this is the making of you because I was quite fluid and very like, I was like always, you know, I was the kid at school who would look in the, in, in, in the, in the, in the hamster cage or be looking out the window. I was easily distractible and, and it just sort of, I had to stand. I had to just be still. Do the other kids at uh, drama school hate your guts that you got seriously that you got Lord of the Rings like? at that point in your life i mean it's got to be a tremendous jealousy because i remember when i was in college there were guys who dropped out because they got broadcast jobs and i was so fucking jealous of these guys yeah. like they were like phenoms i'm um, listen if they did they didn't show it they didn't they didn't show it i mean we had a you know this is three years of drama school you do a lot of intimate work together you're very kind of open you're very and you really kind of go deep on studying stuff you show a lot of your vulnerability did you have to audition for lord of the rings or did someone see you in- no i auditioned many times i auditioned oh, originally for the role of Faramir. And then um, I got a call back. The Hubbards in London, who I had met, Ros Hubbard, who's like a big casting agent in London. It was one of my first meetings when I was 16. I moved to London when I was 16. And, and she was like, I think you could do anything. And I was like, yeah. It was like the, it was like a vote of confidence that was so inspiring. Anyway, she had brought me in for this. And Peter Jackson and his wife, Fran, <clears throat> while she made those together in a way, um, um, you know, their partnership, She, she I, they brought me back for Legolas. And so I... I had been on tape for, um, for the one role and then I put myself on tape and then I, and then I taped again for Legolas and then, uh, and then they came back and met me on Legolas. How do you audition? In other words, when you say on tape, do you sit and work with somebody else or does somebody just read the lines Beca- off camera? Depending. And some, sometimes you, um, sometimes you, you can self tape at home. Sometimes you'll go into a casting office and the casting agent will kind of give you some of the direction that they've been heard, that they've heard the director talk about and you'll, You'll you'll just run the lines with a, with with another with somebody in the room. And, and were you the kid growing up who everyone expected to become a famous actor? Because you were because let's face it, you got the leading man looks, which is like <laughs> either you're born with those or you're not. I and mean, if you don't have those, you ain't, ain't going to be a leading man. You know what I mean? Um, I think that's changing, don't you? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I think like, that's changed quite a lot. I think, I, think we've, I think we've had a we've had a big shift in that area. But yeah, um, yeah look, I mean, I was. I was, I was, I mean, I moved to London when I was 16 because I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to pursue my dreams and I, and I went Where'd to, you get, where were you, where did you grow up? I grew up in, just outside London, Canterbury, about an hour. At so. 16, you moved to London? Uh-huh. Does your mom say, okay, we're moving to London to pursue no, your I career? No, I did it alone, yeah. No kidding? Yeah, man. At 16, you yeah. move in alone? Yeah. yeah. Were you scared out of your mind? No. What of? No, where do you think I you get the it. bravery to do that? At 16, I was such a schlub. I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't think I could have gone anywhere. I think I just knew what I wanted, and I knew that Canterbury, I'd out, kind of grown that. And I had a best friend who was at university, is four years older than me, and I found a college where I could study. I, I struggled a little bit with dyslexia so at school, so I, I went to a college where I could do photography, sculpture, and theater studies, which were three arts things that I was super... It was a, Did they know you had dyslexia? Were you diagnosed? Yeah, my mom, yeah. It was, it was, it was quite mild, but... But it was like I learned to write cursive or joined up as a kid. I had extra classes for that. And I'd, you know, I, and I, and I had to, like, it was like flipping words and reading was quite like, it just took me longer to focus. Growing up, are you perceived as one of the dumb kids in class? Yeah, you yeah, are. So yeah. that's painful, right? Vicky Bloom was one of my science teachers called me. I fucking what did that? What, what did you? What, what did, what did I say that out loud? Yeah, I get very angry. What did, what did I say? I said, Your teacher called you Thicky? Thicky Bloom. Thicky Bloom because you were quote unquote stupid. Yeah, which I wasn't, because actually they did an IQ test and I had a very high IQ. Right, um, which but kids weird. with I dyslexia. I had a very high IQ, but I was, but I was struggled with the 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 
the, the kind of the writing aspect of it all. So when you would get up in front of a class and have to read in front of the class? Very nerve-wracking, until I went to drama school. So I overcame that in drama school because I was, I was studying, like, they, they get you to read, like, beautiful writings of, like, like metaphysical poets, right? Like John Donne, like, uh, like, um, like Milton, and Milton, you, and you connect Paradise with Lost. So, so with, with, with incredible writing like that, your, your imagination explodes, right? It's like, it's like that you're taken through this old English poetry language and it really just, you can sort of see images. And suddenly I was like, oh, and I built a confidence. So I was able to eventually, like, uh, you know, sit in a circle and, and read when my team came up to read a piece of. So acting saved your life. In a sense. I mean, in a sense. Because you got turned on to great writing. Yeah. You got turned on to acting. You yeah. connected with reading. Yeah. And that kind of helped you overcome your dyslexia. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you moved I mean, out. it was like I had to work really hard. Like, it was weird. Like, at school, like, I took a lot of extra classes. I always had to work kind of twice as hard to get about to the same distance and stuff. Because you but, were embarrassed that you weren't up to par with the other kids in school? No, because I just didn't want to not pass my exams or just didn't, I didn't want to not succeed. I just wanted to like, you know, I wanted, I guess I kind of always wanted to, I always had a, you know, when I was a really little kid and sitting in drama class in school, when I was like a six, seven, eight, I would like, um, like, I think of like Superman swooping in and ca- getting the girl and flying out, you know, and like, yeah. I'd be last lane and I'd be like, and then I would like watch, um, uh, the full guy. You know the full guy? Yeah. I used to love the full guy and I wanted to be a stuntman for a long time. But I would, I would, so I would watch all these different things and I would think, and then I realized when I was old enough and realized that if I was an actor like LA Law or Dallas or Dynasty, those kind of big American, when I realized that if I was an actor, I could be any of those Indiana Jones. If I was, I could be any of those characters. Yeah. If I was an actor, I could just, I was like, that's the role for me. When do you and, learn how to get rid of your accent if you have to play an American? You do. I love doing. Uh, I mean, I haven't done a huge amount of it because it hasn't been called for. But I, I love doing that because you work with a coach. I just did this movie called The Outpost, which was, which was really fun and really interesting. Last year I did that, and I, and I played a, an American. How did you? How did you? Have you time? work with a coach. You work with a coach, and you kind of, you kind of, and it's a great way in. You know, I mean, what does an American sound like? Like you? Yeah. Let me hear you do it. But they're kind of wide. You know, it's like a, it's like it's the. Like English, we talk up and down. Our voices goes up and down. Yeah. Americans kind of talk like loud and wide. You know, it's my open and nasally and that kind of sound, you know. Yeah, and you got rid of it. Right? I'm amazed by that. I I get blown out by that when actors can switch that off. Some actors are very comfortable and confident to just like, because they've been doing it since they were a kid. I remember Kate Winslet. I used to know her sister really well. And Kate used to just like walk around just flipping in and out of accents because it's like a lot of young, especially, you know, young kids, they just, they would do that. You know what I mean? I didn't, that wasn't. Is that what actors do? Because sometimes like I walk around my apartment, like, <laughs> even when I'm in the bathroom, I start talking to myself and yeah. I just flip into characters. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm something of an actor. Yeah, I don't you should have, you could. Why not? Why not? Why not? Yeah. That's the second, third, fourth. Where, where are you? What chapter would we say we're going like, into? Hello, governor. Okay, golf. Yeah. But, but when you, um, at 16, mm. to, to go to school, yeah. first of all, is, is college age in England, uh, 16? Is that? Well, uh, that's like, so, so you're, now that's like, uh, what does that be? It's 12th grade is before you go to university, right? So yeah. is, is that 11th and 12th? I see. So it's those, it's like 11th and 12th, right? Yeah. So you're 16 to, to 18 and then, and then you want to go to university, like, you know, and I went to drama school. So. It, 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 how much of an impact did it have on you in your life when you find out that the guy who you thought was your father, your biological father, right, is not your biological father? That, to, that's part of the story that I really do feel for you. I, I think that that is some of the biggest trauma a human being can go through. Yeah. That when your whole reality is shattered as a young man. Yeah. It's got to be, 
Yeah. Well, yeah, it's 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 interesting. Yeah, it was really unusual because so so my mother's husband, who was my who I believe to be my father, as as described by her, was this was this you know he was in fact a, a, he was a Jewish South African uh, anti-apartheid activist lawyer. You know, um, as he was she a professor puts, too. Right? He was a professor, and as he as she puts it, you know, he was like he was some I think at one point in prison with Nelson Mandela, or at least had some kind of relationship. There was like a whole thing. Um, so I had this idea of my dad um, being this up, accomplished being this, guy, like, and he'd written this novel Transvaal episode, and he was this, you know, in my mind, I'd created this idea of who my father was, and then, but I'd had always through my life my actual father, Colin Stone, who was in business with my mom, and who was always around, and I'd see him on weekends, and he was just, he'd always, he'd always say, "Hey, you're my little boy," and we'd go, and you know, and we'd, and he'd do things with me like on the weekends, but only really on the weekends, and when he could, and. Um, did your did your the, the guy you thought was your father? He was my legal guardian, right. as I was told. Did he know that he was? He did not, know. He knew that he, he, knew he was, he was not your father. biological father. He knew he was my biological father. No, <laughs> oh, the guy who died when I was Harry Bloom, who died when I was four. That's you know that's a story. That's a conversation that I can't really get a straight answer from my mum from or anyone. Really. Is it hard I mean, for you to talk to your mom to, about that? He said to Colin when I died. He said uh, when he died, rather, he said he said you will look after Sonia and the kids, won't you? Kind of thing. So. I mean, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard because my mom has probably a lot of guilt and shame around that whole thing because, you know, essentially she lied she to you. Quit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she never, she says, I never lied to you, darling. I just didn't, I never said he wasn't your father sort of thing, which is even more. Sometimes. <laughs> the story, like, this guy Bloom, who you thought yeah. was your father, mm -hmm. he was an older man. He was, yeah. He was your 30 mom, years older than my mom. Yeah. And he wanted to, he, they, they, your mom wanted to have children. Mm. Mm. So she went to this guy to have a child. Mm. So maybe your father, your, your, the guy you mm. thought was your father, was in on it. Mm. I mean, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't, I mean, he was an intelligent man. I wouldn't be, and you know, and Colin was living in the house. I wouldn't be, you know, I, like it's, it's a different time in the world and the, the nuance and subtlety and feelings around all of that stuff for everybody is so sensitive for my mom, for my dad, for my real dad and everyone. It's like, when, so it was interesting because you know, we never thought we'd ever have, they, they probably never thought it would ever be an issue. But when I started to do press for Lord of the Rings and then it was like, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to tell, I'm going to just, when, when I get speak asked about truth. it, I'm just going to speak the truth because I can't lie really anyway. And I was like, I'm just going to speak the truth and that would be it. And I mean, it you'd just, be being interviewed and they'd say, oh, your father must be very proud of you or right, something right. like this. He came up and I was like, yeah, well, my, my mother's husband, because... Well, because it was like your father died. And I was like, well, yeah, no, it was actually my mother's husband who died. And my Was your mother upset with you that you went public with the story? No, I mean, listen, it was, it, it's very complicated. There is obviously, because interestingly, you know, there is sides of Harry's family who I have very great relationships with. Um, you know, right. um, one of his cousins is in North London and he, you know, would invite me to dinners all the time. And I had, I have great connection and he run, actually, he looks, he's like, he oversees my money and stuff. And you, like, and you stayed with the Bloom name. I did, yeah. yeah well, I, mean, I was born with it. I mean, yes. it's my name. I wouldn't change that. Yeah, I was thinking the other night when I was knowing you were coming on, I was like, Bloom is kind of, a, it's a Jewish name, Bloom. Mm. And I was mm. like, oh, yeah, I didn't know Orlando. Well, Copeland is too, which is my mother's family name, but we're, it's a it's a weird thing in my family. I don't know where it is. Are know. you a practicing Jew? No. No, you weren't I'm raised. a practicing Buddhist. Are you? But I did go, yeah, but I did go to um, a lot of, I did, I did grow up. I grew up very spiritual, actually. So right. that's part of, like I was confirmed in the cathedral by the Archbishop of Canterbury, the Cathedral of Canterbury, you know, and I grew up in, and then. How do you get that? You, uh, you do religious studies classes wow. at school. You get coffee and biscuits, which is really why I did it. <laughs> why you I believe in God? Did it. Um, 
Well, like I said, I'm sort of practice Buddhism more. I, I, I kind of, I, I, I kind of, when I was 16, I moved to London and I kind of, I got introduced to this Buddhist practice and like the thinking and philosophy around the Buddhist practice feels to me very scientific, almost just like what goes up must come down. Right. And I felt like, you know, like do good. You get, it's like cause and effect is what it's called. Karma, you know? maybe Karma. I mean, what you put out, right, you, you get back. You back. Exactly. Yeah, the law yeah, yeah. of cause and effect is pretty strict. So are you so angry that works more for me? Are you consciously angry with your mother or your family or even? The, the, your parents I've done a lot of therapy around this oh you have <laughs> you have I was gonna <laughs> my mom you. had me in therapy at four around this was so smart to mm. do that probably because, helped with my emotional intelligence somehow or something I don't know because uh, oh, yeah. I think she was worried about it and you know I think you know in reflection would I like to have just have been grown up knowing that Colin was my father would that have been an easier path for me in some ways potentially but do I have any regrets no do I you know, it's, I'm not, no, I mean, I, I mean, there are other things about my mom. I mean, like there are things about my mom, but my mom, listen, my mom was in boarding school at the age of four years old. Hmm. Her parents lived in India. So my they, grandfather was a doctor in India and they lived in, and she lived in boarding school in London. At, at four? In, in England at four years old. So essentially they pushed, why do people have kids to put them in boarding school at four? You've got to feel I, terribly I, abandoned. I, I, exactly. So like, so really you know, my mom is, 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 is a survivor of this, this insane existence. And she's done incredibly well. I mean, my mom raised two kids, obviously, you know, my father was around the two that, but they ran a business together. We had a great solid sort of middle class up. Is your mom a very needy woman in that because she didn't have parenting, she was sent off to boarding school. Did she look at you like, give me some parenting? Um, there's an element of, 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 take care of me. There's an element of, of like oversharing, I would say. Like the boundaries are sometimes were a bit blurry, you know, like she just would overshare. I think that's a danger for kids. You know, talk I mean? about her horrible life with you and tell or, you too you know, much. Yeah. Or, yeah. Things or, that, th well, things like, you know, like whatever. Yeah. Overshare on, you know, what, she, how she's feeling about relationships or whatever it may be. You know, I mean, listen, it's probably partly why I do what I do and I love what I do, but like it's, um, why, why do you think you do what you do? Um, I would say, um, to be transported. I, I would say I had an active imagination and it was a way for me to go into a place that like I could kind of engage with, with, I felt like seen. I think I felt seen when I was a little kid on stage in school, I felt really seen and I felt seen and I felt I, 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 whilst I was sort of sometimes nervous, I felt celebrated in a way that I, ne I never did outside of being on a stage. You're saying it was hard for your mother to see you. She probably had her own shit and wanted to be seen. So she couldn't see you. Probably something and, like that. And probably was bungled in terms of how you were dealt with about who your real biological father was. The guy who is your real biological father, is he now with your mother? No, 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 they're not together. No, he's, he's happily married and he's one. I mean, he's, he's, he's wonderful. I mean, he's so wonderful. He's, he comes to visit. He's, he was he's always there for you. As much as he could be, as right. much as he could be. I think he probably feels like he probably would like to have been there more in one form or another. Listen, you know, in generations, the way people, I mean, listen, I'm a father. I've got an eight year old and I'm like here with you today. It's his first day of school. I was out there going, remember, remind me to FaceTime him at 11 o'clock New York time so right. I can get him on the, I mean, it's, and I, and I think, what is that doing to his little psyche? Because does he, the fact that I'm not there, does he feel that it's because I don't love him or so I try to FaceTime every day? I'm always like, Oh my God, does, because I, I have father issues, right? I got daddy issues. Right. I'm and, like, I, and I'm always like, but you know, you also don't want to overshare with a kid and be like, Hey, listen, you know, like, I got to do this, but I love you. It's that, it's like, how, what's the like? There's a lot of guilt. 
Yeah, of course, man. You have a kid. I mean, that's what you do. You have a kid and you just sign up for a big line of guilt. Especially your career is so unusual in that you've had these franchise films and now yeah. Carnival Row, which yeah. I, I heard was already picked up for a yeah. second season. So you're bit, and how did you even have time to do a movie this year? Well, if you're doing Carnival Row, which seems like you got, you know, you've got the lead part in this thing. Yeah. I, I, well, I, it was, I did, um, it was, it was, we finished Carnival Row and I went and actually I did a, I did a play on the West End, and then I did this movie. You know what it was? Um, How the fuck I, do you have all that time? Well, it wasn't a lot of time. I, I didn't, I, I kind of, you know, it's interesting that you should talk about, mention this, because I mentally, for about five years after he was born and I separated with his mom, I kind of was like, I want to be present for my son. And so it, in my mind, I kind of was like, I'm, I'm, I sort of shut something, some part of like that desire to be, working i shut that kind of down and made my desire to be present for my son and so did you lighten up on work huh you lightened up on work like a little kinda... a little was like it was like that was not the focus of my of my life and i think that's still to an extent I'm just, it's all about finding balance right right it's all about finding balance how do you balance everything that you got to do but isn't your career so seductive it's like almost like hey i got to stay out there got to keep working i'm an actor i never know where my next job's going to be right right i gotta keep 100%. in this and then all of a sudden to slow down even i'm going to be there for my son you start it starts to creep in oh shit i got a fucking career. oh it brings a whole it's, load of neuroses oh 100 percent. and then suddenly you've been you know because you got to you got to think look i was in two of the biggest trilogies of all time i was like like i was i was hot as a pistol you know what i mean yeah, and suddenly yeah. i'm like and then i'm like and thinking that's never going to go away and something but then you realize you know of course it's like but this is this is where you have a buddhist practice or you have tm right you do TM, yes, right? yes yeah yes, you yes. have something where it brings you back to realizing that if you're attached to the outcome then you're lost because right? there is a lot of career neuroses in that 100%. when you're a part of this trilogy the lord of the rings sure. and, and you know and you're a young guy and you get it yeah you could even get deluded into thinking oh this is easy. Yeah. I mean, this is showbiz. I got this thing. Down. Exactly. Oh, this is how it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I walk out of drama school into Lord of the Rings and I'm like, oh, wait, wait. And then I'm doing Black Hawk Down with Ridley Scott. Oh, 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 oh yeah. this is how it is. Like, this oh, is okay, not okay. that hard. This is how I mean, listen. <laughs> I mean, not that it's not that hard because, because honestly, as I, you know, I think it, it was, it was an incredible, I mean, it was a run like nothing. You know what I mean? Like I, I had a run like I don't think anybody, you know what I mean? Well, I remember your first job. I did Troy and I remember turning up to Ken and seeing Brad Pitt and I'm saying, so how's the movie? I haven't seen it. And he was like, Oh, you haven't seen it? He goes, wow, it's a little more commercial than we thought kind of thing. And I was like, oh, okay. And, I, and he goes, how are you? And I said, oh, I'm in doing Kingdom of Heaven with Ridley Scott in, 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 in Morocco. So they just flew me over. And he was like, he was like, wow, man, never seen a run like it. And I was like, I didn't really know what he was talking about until now. I know what he meant. I mean, I had this huge run. I was like, because you know, as an actor, as much as you re can read a script and think, oh, well, this is going to be a great film and this and that, you can't always predict if oh, a I film is going to, I didn't know anything. What are you talking about? I was 29 in my 20s. I didn't know anything. I was like, Honestly, I, 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 mean, I had my management team and my agency basically, you know, like, I mean, I didn't want to do Troy because I felt like Paris was like this kind of, you know, it was a wuss, you know, in some way. Can I say that? Um, he was like not, he was like, a, he was not strong heart, not, didn't represent what, what I saw as a man, whatever, in my idea of what a man should be from my. Well, uh, what was the movie you almost turned down the, uh, after Lord of the Rings? You, you almost turned down, um, why am I spacing out on Are you that? talking about, uh, the the cowboy movie? No. Um, what am I talking about? I'm talking about there was Lord of the Rings. Pirates. Pirates. Yeah. You almost turned out. I couldn't. Well, I wasn't. Way. I was. I just didn't. I didn't. I was. Yeah. I said to my. I was like, why, why would? Who wants to do a movie about a pirate Disney pirate ride? You know, and pirate movies hadn't worked. Up who that told point. you to do it? There was um, an actor. Uh, Jeffrey Rush. Right. I was working with Heath Ledger in in Australia. Right. On a movie called. Um, 
uh, uh, oh man, how can I forget this? It was a great movie. Um, uh, 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 Our Sunshine is the book. Anyway, Ned Kelly. So right. he was playing Ned Kelly. I was playing Joe Byrne and we're doing he this He was movie. some actor, huh? Oh. You've worked with some great people. Yeah, he was a great guy. So you're working with him. Anyway, and I'm like, we're playing these rough and tough guys in the, in the, in the outback in Australia, you know, and these, and I was like, and then I get this call about it. And I was like, wow, it's this pirate. Who wants, you know, who wants to do a pirate movie? And what's that about? And, and I really was like, and then Jeffrey Rush said, you know, this is a great part for you. You should really take it seriously. And then, and then, and then I was told, and I don't know how I'd heard about it, but, but then Johnny was like, Johnny, Johnny was like, heard about it and signed into it. Um, and when I heard Johnny, I was like, listen, I mean, who didn't grow up looking at Johnny Depp going, that's the coolest man on the planet. The coolest and all I wanted to do, I was like, listen, I will do this just to be in his presence and see what he does and how he does it. Right. right? When you, when you admire a guy that much and you're mm. working on a movie like Pirates. Yeah. Uh, is it intimidating to you when you first walk onto the You know, set? when you first met me. Yeah, well, I was smitten. Yeah, I was so intimidated, and yet I was drawn to you. No, but but in all seriousness, no, it's, when it's you literally, see a guy, it's like you you see a dude, and you're just like you sort of, and he's so disarmingly charming, and he's so great with everyone on set, and it was like he was just. uh yeah, I mean, and I, and I, and he was like, uh, like, I didn't have like, he, I were like, I kind of like, I had, if I had posters, I had posters of Rambo and Arnold Schwarzenegger and, you know, um, uh, any of those movies. Cause I you love, you love the action. You I wanted to be a stuntman. Whatever. Yeah. 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 But, um, but Johnny was like the a real actor. Yeah. And everything, you know? Um, so yeah, it was that kind of like, and then we did three huge movies together over a long period of time. Do you become close to him uh, as a friend? I mean, listen, like, yeah, I mean, if I see him, we look at each other and it's like, there's a, there's a, you, you've walked a path with somebody. Um, right. Do I call him and go for a drink? No. Do I, do we go out for dinners? No. But like, you know, there's, there's Is that this, a disappointment to you? Like, like, no. like, like, wouldn't it have been nice for you and Johnny to uh, bond that way? Or he's, he's just not your kind of guy personally. I would definitely, no, he is. He's everybody's kind of guy. But I would, it's just, you know, life is life, right? I mean, I don't even have time. I'm trying to juggle finding time to spend time with my son, with my, you know, my girl, my life. My, every, I mean, it's just like work. Everything's like, you know, busy people are busy. Yeah, right? I would think even your relationship with Katie, mm. it would be to me like, well, you got you got such a busy life. I don't even know how you have time for a fucking relationship. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm well, sure... a lot of a lot of the first iteration of our dynamic had been about that. Yeah, about how do we how do we merge these two crazy schedules and try and find any time. And it's not like fun. she's not busy. I mean, no, I mean she's you know. It's also about you know. I think you know. In as as where I you see I, when I had a son when you have a son when you have a child that's you get from a son, your first marriage you you, you, right. you realize you're not the most important person in the room you know you it crushes your ego and you go oh wow right so it reframes everything she you know is still the most important person in her in her room at, whilst you know her family and everyone else but like everything is so like you know I'm sure you know having a child for me changed all of that. So I was in a different headspace and, and she had to kind of work on getting her head into a headspace that felt like, okay, partnership and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, you mean, you mean Katie had to work on it? Yeah. I mean, I think because, we, we because, all do. I mean, like we live like single, I mean, you know, we kind of live like very singular lives. Well, meanwhile, and, because you know, a woman, any woman that gets in a relationship with you mm. has to deal with the fact that you have a kid you're and right. that kid yes. takes priority in your life. Yeah, that was that's definitely something that. Yeah, I mean, and most she, women don't like that. No, no, I think to begin with. But she, to her credit, she has a great.